Yes, you're a traveler. You do oftentimes, if not all the time, drive from one location to the other, sometimes literally across the country. We're going to talk about your journey to the assignment this week. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things you can do to either make it a journey or just make it a trip, which is what I don't want you guys to do. Let's make fun. Again, you guys have such a unique opportunity. I think we should talk about it on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. I'm your host, Mark Holloway. Welcome to this week's episode, The Journey to an Assignment. Kind of like this one. Um, I just think, again, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but I'll do my typical housekeeping things I need to do beforehand. Uh, One of which is to thank everybody, as always, for uh, getting involved in what we're doing, to watching us, to listening to us. I'm hoping you subscribe to us because um, starting today, actually, we're going to start talking a little bit about some backstory to get you guys up to speed so I can start to begin to tell the story of what it is that we're doing and really why. But we'll get to that here in a minute. But subscriptions are up, up, up every week. Um, I'm amazed at how many more people have subscribed to both medias, the YouTube channel and, of course, uh, different podcasts. It's been really kind of cool to see that start to take place. And... Um, Again, we take it as what you guys are seeing and what you're hearing is you know, making sense to you and, you and we're putting some things out there. Like I said, I plan this pretty heavily. Um, we've got a ton of stuff coming, as you know, uh, including I think some, I think I got some really interesting guests I just lined up. I believe we're going to have one of them on next week. We'll see. I, can, I don't want to promise that stuff, but we're doing some of those recordings. Those are always tough. You have to kind of coordinate the recording time and then obviously once we record it, it's important that I don't release two that are similar uh, in a row. We do a lot of different things. A lot of experts have some similar qualities. So working through that, but I've got some great guests lined up, some really cool people that um, have found us and would like to be a part of helping you guys evolve your travel game. Some of them don't even have anything to do with healthcare or with travel at all, but um, they bring a good element to the to the series, and so we wanted to have them on as well. So if you haven't, I, I sure also would like to ask that you guys – Share this. If you're you're liking what you're hearing, uh, do me a favor and do our team a favor and let other people know about it. Tell them that this is, in your opinion, potentially a good avenue to get some information that you wouldn't get elsewhere. And that's the majority of the feedback that we get is, thank you for providing something that I haven't heard from someone on your side of the desk, theoretically, or in your position. That's That's what is unique about Travel Evolved. And that's the whole idea is that you're supposed to take what we say here and kind of, you know, talk about it amongst other travelers, compare that to what you're hearing 
from those folks on the road. But again, I've always told you, I'm always going to tell you my opinion. It may not be popular. You may not like it sometimes. It may be tough stuff to have to say. And I think that's sometimes where the biggest changes can take place. So at any rate, this episode today is kind of a fun one. I just, I think it's important that we, we openly talk about how fun it can be. I'm talking sheer fun and enjoyment and life happens potentially while you're going from one assignment to the other. And there's a lot of you out there that just drive. Sometimes you you get credentialed and you jump in your car because you you know your agency has kind of put you behind the eight ball. I understand that thing can happen. Maybe put yourself behind the eight ball. But oftentimes you're you're just leaving at the 11th hour to go jump onto an assignment. And I do know that that's oftentimes how the industry does lend itself uh, to, to kind of almost forcing that to be the case because nobody wants you to leave until you're confirmed and you're booked. And typically what you do, that facility, that hospital wants you the next day or the, certainly the next Monday or the next time they have orientation. I understand that. So take this with a grain of salt. But if you have an opportunity and you are in control and hopefully you've got your ducks more together, hopefully your agency has their ducks more together, we're actually able to get booked, credentialed in advance and enjoy the journey to an assignment. That's what I want to talk about. I've said this on a lot of different things, and I, I know I've said it on Travel Evolved, that you guys have such a unique career. And again, remember, you're not just a traveling healthcare provider who's taken your craft and now are doing it from the road. No, you are. It's a new career fold for you. Like if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and see the episode where I titled it, Creating a Business Mindset. That's the idea here. And so we're not creating a business mindset in today's episode, but what we are talking about is taking a break and starting to appreciate one of the things that you guys have an advantage over over a lot of people um, that do what you do or just have other jobs that aren't involved in healthcare. This is a moment to reflect and say, you know, I, I really am. I, I may be settling for an assignment in a location maybe I didn't want to go to. Maybe the pay's not there. Maybe who knows what that looks like to you. But today we're going to talk about if you can, on your way to the assignment, make the most of it. I mean, I'll say this a couple times probably during this episode, and that is that some of my best memories with my friends, certainly with my family, have been when unexpected things have happened on vacation, going to vacation, and sometimes it seems like it would be a horrible situation, and sometimes it's been great. Some of our family's best memories are doing things that were on the way to a vacation, let's say, and I have those same memories, you know, as a kid, as a college student, you name it. It's all part of it. So think about that for a moment. If you're just getting in your car and you're just motoring straight on to your assignment, you're going to stop and you've got, you know, and you just you just want to get there, get there, get there. And that's your whole purpose is to get there. You could be missing out on one of the advantages of having the unique career that all of you have. And that is traveling from one location, hopefully to the other. And I'm hoping that a lot of you have started to branch out and are starting to travel to further and further locations. I mean, that's truly the traveler that, that I like, the one that says, hey, I'm, I'm chasing the money. I'm chasing the opportunity, whatever that looks like for me. This is what I want out of my travel career. So I'm going to go ahead and try to find assignments that fit my bill. And again, I've told you guys repeatedly, you're the only one that knows what that is. So stop having a recruiter tell you what it is that you're doing this travel career for. Only you know. So... It's an opportunity to say, I've got all these different variables going, but let's just talk again about getting there, getting to that assignment, driving across this wonderful country. And we, we really have a unique 
country. It has got so many different climates, so many different zones to it that, you know, whether you're talking about elevations, different, you know, topography, different geography, it's really cool. And some states have a lot of those all within the one state. So number one, for those of you that do travel and for those of you recruiters that don't, listen to your travelers, they have a unique experience of seeing places in the country that you just didn't know. And I recently was actually in a state that I'd never been in before. I actually had a wedding I had to go to uh, in a state that I had never been. I won't mention the state. It doesn't really matter. But I don't, it, the reason I'm not going to mention the state is that I had a, a very... I didn't. I was like, oh, I'm going to that wedding, but I didn't really want to go in that state because I'd never been there. So I had formed an opinion about this state and said, oh, it's going to stink. We're going to be out in the middle of nowhere and blah, blah, blah. So in my opinion, I'd already preformed a bad you know, mindset of what this, you know, was going to be like. We couldn't wait to get the wedding because it was, you know, family. And I couldn't wait to see the bride, the groom, their family and all of that. My family it was going to be really great. But it was like, oh, I just wish it would be in someplace better. Well, shame on me. Big time. Because it turned out that I really thought, man, this state is really pretty. I had an opportunity actually to, to, to it, was, it was in a small town. So I had to fly into the biggest airport I could because just cost-wise, the uh, bigger the airport, the better it is. I ended up driving a couple, two and a half hours with my wife uh, from the airport to the smaller town. So I had an opportunity to see just a little snippet of a state that I thought um, wouldn't hold any, any, it wouldn't be pretty, it wouldn't hold any value. I thought, whatever. And again, I'm just being totally honest. And I was surprised and I really was like going, man, that just serves me right. I'd been in states around this state before, which were kind of flat and didn't have a lot of, uh, didn't have a lot of, you know, things to look at and were kind of, you know, not that, not that pretty. And there are states that have those kind of uh, locations in them. And uh, much to my surprise, I, I said, there you go. And the towns were cool. People were friendly. And I have a, now a different opinion of that state for sure. And um, I'm, I'd like to go back and had some really good experiences, part of which I'll talk to you a little bit about when I move into this episode, because it was really kind of cool and unique. Um, so the point being is that you guys have a unique opportunity, and I'm, I'm imploring you to take advantage of that if you can. Sorry, I got a little little bit of a sore throat today. I don't know if it's just the middle of summer or whatever it was, but I'm, my voice is kind of cracking a bit, like I'm going through puberty, and I, I have already gone through puberty many decades ago, so that's not the case. I just want to pre-apologize for you guys for that. If you hear that crackle, I'm struggling with that today. So you guys have this unique opportunity. It is one where you can have use one or two choices on today's episode. You can either choose to say, I'm going to see what I can do and listen to what this knucklehead is going to tell me and maybe take some suggestions from me. And of course, absolutely in this episode, this should be a catalyst to have you talk to other travelers about what it is that they do while they're driving to an assignment. That's what I'm hoping this episode does. It's me Again, letting that little bit of a, a spark under you to say, maybe I should talk. But you guys talk about hospitals, agencies, pay, you name it. But how many of you actually get advice from each other about things like this? Like, hey, what do you do when you're driving literally five, six, seven states away or maybe completely across the country? Or if you've got a tough drive that there isn't a lot of scenery to see or it's, you know, it's, it's really high knuckle, white knuckle traffic-y if you're on maybe the East Coast and it's, you know, going between some major cities, whatever the case may be. That's the kind of thing I want you guys to start talking to each other about. Start to think about the road to the assignment and what it is that other people do. So you really have two choices. Either just you know, get in your car and go and ignore everything or maybe start to change the way that you approach the adventure of going to a new assignment and, and let's talk about it. So first and foremost, it's, it really should be a time for you to unwind. I've said this a lot 
in a lot of different things. And you guys, and this is not sucking up. If I, if I wanted you guys to buy something or do something, I would, I would understand that. But I'm just telling you the way I truly feel. And that is that you guys are remarkable. You guys know that I've spent time uh, with a family member in the hospital. And um, I've never really been hospitalized myself. I've been, you know, knock on wood, I've been lucky. But I've spent a lot of time with, with everything from techs to, to nurses to uh, uh, attendings, you name it. I've had them all. And the level of stress and the amount of mental capacity that you guys have to have constantly while you are at your job is insane, I guess for lack of a better word. For those of you that aren't traveling and you're my competitors or you're a recruiter or you know, you're just interested, think about that for a minute when you're sending somebody off an assignment. These people are remarkable. And again, I know it sounds like I'm sucking up, but I'm just telling you what a way I've always felt. And I have a different appreciation for it because I've seen it and I've had you guys take care of a very important, uh, one of my greatest loves of my life. So, you know, it is, it is, I understand this stuff better than I think a lot of people. I saw it from a patient's family standpoint. So what I'm getting at is because it is so stressful and you are not allowed to ever take a mental break. This is an opportunity to take a mental break. And I'm, you know, I know you guys have days off, but oftentimes you're on assignment, you know, who knows what your situation is. You might be alone, you might be traveling without any friends, you may have not gotten in with the click there. You may totally like to unwind. You may be one of these people that that started to do some things on the side. But the drive to an assignment as long as you're being safe and you've got your mind on the road and you're paying attention to safety of yourself, obviously, first, it's an opportunity to think. It's an opportunity to take care of your own head for a while. It's an opportunity to just rediscover new music, rediscover a book, an author, maybe a podcast, rediscover yourself a little bit, the things that, that, you, that you like to do. So that's number one. It is an opportunity. Hopefully, it's not a, a white knuckle drive. It's a, it's a, it's can be a stress free drive, and that's generally the idea. It's it's really kind of your your time to decide what this nomadic lifestyle that you have chosen for yourself is going to offer you. Are you going to take advantage of seeing some things, listening to some things, getting to know yourself a little bit, or are you just gonna you know go to the assignment basically? So first and foremost, there are I would suggest on your plan of where you're going to go and you know choose your route and part of that should be you should look to see if there's anything that is relatively close to your route that is kind of what I call a must see what i mean by that is it could be you know anything from a landmark it could be something kind of cool that's not too far off the off the beaten path that you can go check out it could be a restaurant it could be a you know a, who knows i mean i can always say who knows when I, when I when i can't think of anything else but it could be just about anything and there are there are websites uh, like uh, there's a website called road trippers and i think it's just roadtrippers.com like that that actually give you some ideas of some things that you should check out that are unique no one knows about them maybe again if it's not too difficult it's not gonna take too much time if it's an hour you know out of your out of your your route might totally be worth it and here this this is where some really cool memories can be made i don't care if you're by yourself or you've got someone you're traveling with this is where i think three four five years go by and you've been doing this consistently if you were to start on the next assignment Three or four or five years go by, you have seen stuff that most people haven't seen. You're more interesting. You've got more experiences than the average guy or gal out there that hasn't seen the kind of 
close to the things that you guys are looking at every time you go to a new assignment. So there's that. And again, a lot of these different different apps and different things can help you plan that. So as you're planning your trip, that's part of what I would recommend. Plan that. I just mentioned, and I'm going to go into some detail here, I think you should plan your entertainment, so to speak, on your trip, which means where you're going to stop, what you're going to do, if there's a place you want to eat. You know, I've mentioned before in certain things that you can, you've, you know, we all watch, you know, divers, diners, drivers, and dives, and and man versus food, and and Zimmerman, and all these people that do eat crazy stuff. If you're into that sort of thing, and you're kind of a foodie, there you go. If you're, you know, if you, if you're a musician like me, and you want to go find some old, you know, music store that you can find. I was just telling you the other day, I found a great guitar up in close to Schenectady, New York, that I still love. That was just this very inexpensive guitar that plays so perfectly. Um, and I always remember that I didn't. I walked into this music store. So examples like that are really good ideas. When I say entertainment, I'm talking about. Again, you guys know me. I'm I'm a music person. But plan a you know either a channel that you're going to you're going to stream if you are lucky enough to have a, a route that is going to keep you connected the whole time. If not, create a playlist of some stuff that you like. Take the time to make some really lengthy playlists for your you know, mobile device that's going to allow you to have some great different vibes, so to speak. If it's early morning and you're starting out, whether you're on your first day or second day or you name it, and you want some kind of mellow, have kind of a mellow playlist that's kind of unique stuff. I love the stations where you discover something. You kind of plug in some artists and then you can hit some certain settings which actually allow that station to find some either deeper tracks or some discovery of similar type songs and artists that you may not recognize. Those are cool to me. That's how I find most of my music is letting an app find some music. I'm going, ooh, I like that one. Nope, don't like that one. And that's what I, I love doing. So if you can do that, great. But if not, have some playlists because you may get into a situation where you may have huge stretches of time where you don't have connection. And that happens to me when I come out to California out here every year. So I, yeah, you guys know me. I, I do have playlists that, you know, my wife is using the car with me that we kind of can be like, all right, I can tolerate his stuff for a little while but because I'm going to get my stuff on there and vice versa. So, But we've made it so that it's nothing that's just going to be like, oh my gosh, change the change this channel. And it's kind of fun because I really enjoy listening to her, watching her enjoy her music, um, which is different than mine. And, and I, honestly, I've discovered her style of music makes me happy because I know how happy it makes her now because we've had that. So I've got memories now of music that of her, you know, really enjoying a song, and I don't go into too much detail, but that's the kind of thing you want to do. Get some downloads going. Same thing with audiobooks. If you have an opportunity to, you know, maybe you're not, again, I don't think you should just listen to music the whole way. It depends on how far you have to go. But an audiobook is another great way to mix some things up, you know, listen to a few chapters, put some music back on. But if you've got, whether it's a self-help or you just want to read an, or listen to a novel that, you know, keeps, you know, keeps you, you know, your mind and, and relaxes you and puts you in a different, different place in your, in your mind's eye. That's what, what's wonderful about reading. Do that. Download some things, you know, audiobooks if you can, that might be a really good option. You don't have to use them, but have them available, especially if you're in a situation where you run out of uh, the ability to, to, you know, actually get a, get a, get the stations and the stuff that you want on your on your uh, on your wi-fi so same kind of thing as you know i'm gonna i'm gonna certainly not gonna leave, let this one go without saying you should absolutely download every episode on a podcast of travel evolved uh, or similar things like that i'm kind of joking but obviously things that might help you uh, be a better 
either a nurse or a healthcare professional. Maybe there's some other some podcasts that talk about some you know a lot of different medical things that you might be you know, interested in. I love this this sort of a thing that's you know podcast, but also things that are just fun, interests that you have. You know whether no matter what that is, there are podcasts now where there are people like me that maybe have a, have some knowledge in in something that you're interested in and you want to learn more about it and if you find somebody that you enjoy and they've got the right uh, the right uh, what's the word I'm looking for delivery then that's what you want to start doing download a bunch of this stuff most people's phones have the ability to store a ton of things what happens is we get there on the road and we forgot to download it like my son with movies on an airplane or whatever and then you're sitting there like this the whole time with nothing to do right so you're driving through somewhere and and you've got to actually turn on the radio, which I know it's kind of weird. We actually don't even use those anymore, most of us in our in our cars. But have some things planned that are entertainment, and I would my recommendation is mix some things up. You know, have some different flavors of of audiobooks and things that you can download, whether it's self help or you know, who knows something that's you know it's nonfiction, fiction, you name it. Have some different uh, themes and different you know styles and and varieties of music and same kind of thing with podcasts. Anything else you can think of? Those are really really wonderful ways to relax and to break up the entertainment portion of of your trip. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that that route again. Couple of things first of all, like I said, explore some things that are interesting to you. If you're a food person. Check out some of these apps and find some places that are really great and try to plan your timing, whether or not it's something you want to do for lunch or dinner, you name it. But plan your drive accordingly if that's a big deal to you. If there's a museum or a point of interest or something that's, you know, some you know park, I'm talking like a big park, like a national park or something that you want to explore and go through, plan that accordingly as well. And make sure that you've got those things mapped out into your, into your trip. One of the biggest suggestions I have for you, and this may come as a surprise to many of you, is that get off the highway sometimes. Some of these apps nowadays, most of us have it, whether you're using an iPhone or an Android, there are apps now that are trip planners that actually show you some back roads that are really, really cool. And it doesn't take that much time to hit them. Instead of just spending your entire drive on a highway, do that. Plan a trip, and you can do this, but by the way, you can route this whole thing out where... Every once in a while, you're getting off and checking out some, you know, maybe a 45-minute or an hour-long stretch of road that gets you back on the highway that is a really cool alternative to just looking at highways and billboards and, and exits the entire time you're there. If you go online and research road tripping, that is almost categorically the number one suggestion. And I understand gas is expensive, you know, and probably going to get even more expensive. There's a lot of reasons why that may not, you know, you're like, oh, I just want to get there. But these are the kind of things you have to kind of play a mind game with yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this next time. You know, one time on a long trip, take a little detour. And again, just be careful, make sure it's, you know, a lot of these detours can be nothing but the same thing on a highway where you're going by and there's nothing to see. So there are apps, again, that will tell you of some really cool roads to look at and you can find them easily you can also you know search our internet for them but a lot of the apps nowadays have them and one of them has like these red dots that say here's a really cool alternative route to take and i would honestly suggest that as a really big thing that you should do just tell yourself you're gonna do that once and you'll be surprised and if you do it repeatedly depending on the length of the trip that you're taking you're gonna have a really cool route and that 
my friends, is where adventure and some life stories and some really cool things can happen to you. Last time I looked, not a lot of really cool things happened to you driving down the highway looking at nothing but, you know, the semis in front of you and the other cars that, you know, it's it's a different kind of experience. And I understand there's some parts of the country where you can't really do that. You can't really get there. But there's a lot of alternative cut-throughs in places that are cool. And you guys have the time, I think, to be able to try that kind of adventure. And you'd be amazed at some of the stuff that you would see. And I think it will get you to stop, to pull over, to, you know, to drink in some of this country of ours and some of the experiences that you might, uh, you might get. <clears throat> Sorry. So big, big suggestion for me on this episode is to get off the highways whenever you can not the whole route obviously you can't but you guys know what i'm talking about there are some cool places to be able to really see some things you've never seen before and you're not going to see them from the highway by design you're supposed to get there quicker right so um that's really important the other thing that everyone really talks about extensively is to eat local if you can and they said stay local and that's sometimes a little more difficult but again on the highway what are you going to get if you if you can, you might see. You know, I I know what, what I do a lot of times. Is I'm approaching an exit and it's time to to eat. I like to a get gas every time that I I stop if possible. You know, you obviously got to do bathroom breaks and the whole deal. But if you can eat someplace and you can like not go to a chain every once in a while, they will list something unusual on that exit sign. It says you know food exit seven you know seventy two. You know I don't know what that is, and it's it's some local restaurant. Try those. Yelp it. You know, again, I know that there's a lot of people that say Yelp, you know, ignore the sponsored links, but you can look at some reviews before you decide. Again, if you're if you plan this, and you're not on this crazy whirlwind schedule of getting there, getting there, getting there. This is where the opportunity comes to, again, do things that most of us don't get to do. I don't get to take a couple of three, four days to drive four or five states away um, and enjoy this country. Most people that aren't listening to this don't have anything close to that that they can do in their lifestyle. You guys do. And it stinks sometimes that some of you just don't think about that and you're just so hyper-focused on the assignment, maybe making money, and that's, again, I think I've I think I've mentioned this a few times on this episode that that's what I'm trying to get get at and have you um, come up with. All right, so a couple of things, a couple of quick tips, and I want to get into a little bit of some background of um, of me and kind of why we're doing this tribe evolved. I promised you guys I was going to talk a little bit about the development of a company, and I'm going to do that. And again, I'm purposely putting this towards the end because I'm going to bury this stuff sometimes, which means people are going to have to listen to everything to kind of hear what it is that we're doing. But I'm going to get to that here in a second. One thing that's a big tip of, of mine is to carry some cash because on these back trips and as you're exploring and doing some things you might normally do, cash is going to be important sometimes. I don't care if you're stopping and buying something from a roadside vendor that's selling fruit or peanuts or you name it, cash is going to be important that you have because not every place that you're going to look at is going to be able to take a credit card. So having a little bit of cash is good. I wouldn't recommend carrying a whole bunch because it makes you, um, you could lose it and you know, it could be a target situation. So think about that, be safe. But having some cash is really important to taking full advantage of some of the things that you may want to take advantage of. So keep that in mind. I would tell you also, you know, you know, I'm going to throw some some health stuff into this. Get serious about some snacks on the road. Don't always just feel like you have to stop and pull over and eat stuff that oftentimes is not great options for you. Put some things in your in your car that are going to keep you alert, are going to be good for you. They're not going to make you lethargic. They're not going to make you sleepy like sugar does. Like 
bunch of really bad carbohydrates you're going to do. You're going to have that kick, and then you're going to be like this afterwards. So get some cash, you know, get some pistachios, get some, you know, some kind of good, healthy. Um, I like I'm, I like to do jerky because if you get a good, healthy brand. That's a good protein. Have some, you know, I always carry powder protein, so all I got to do is just grab some ice and some water and mix it up at any any place I can run into. I can run in and do that at the fountain place, so I'm just telling you all my secrets. I've got a shaker with, with pre-made <laughs> baggies that I just pour in there. Go get that. Ice, ice will help me uh, shake it up, and I can walk into any fast food restaurant that has a self-serve fountain and grab myself some ice and some water to mix that with. So I don't have to I can go in and go out without buying a thing and walk away from all those bad carbs and horrible fats that you're going to get from there. But have some things that are um, going to going to keep you energized that they're going to be, you know, not something that's going to give you some fatigue afterwards. It's really important because when you're hungry and you wait too long, which oftentimes happens when you're on the road, you, you, you're like, well, I need to stop now, and now there's no exit. So by the time you, you may be able to find an exit, that's where you're like, I just want that. That looks good to me, and maybe it's fast food or something. So if you had something to kind of stave off that, you're going to have a better drive. You're going to feel better. Nothing worse than not feeling good, obviously, when you're in a car. So that also can be something to be aware of in fast food. It's just not good for you. Have I ever mentioned that on anything on Travel Evolved, that fast food's not good for you? It's not. Okay, let me jump in a couple of things real quick that have nothing to do with, with a journey to assignment because I think it's important. I wanted to bring some things in. I want to tell you guys first and foremost that um, many of you guys don't know much about me, but I got in this business accidentally. I think most people get into this business accidentally from my side of the desk. So let's get I'm just talking selfishly here for, for a minute. Most people come from an agency, whether they're a CEO like me or a recruiter or credentialing people, they, they get in there because it's a job. That's what it was for me. Uh, I was a marketing and advertising major. I, I was an advertising guy, and I came into a company. Uh, I'll get into some more detail this a little bit, but I wasn't there to recruit. I wasn't there to understand. I was there to do marketing. So for me, it didn't matter what the company was. I was going to rebrand. They had a horrible logo and some other things. I was going to rebrand. Create some some good marketing material. This was back, you know, 22 years ago. And next thing I know, I got into this wild and wacky world of travel. And I do think that most people from my side of the desk get into that way. A lot of people have risen through the ranks primarily as recruiters. So that's just one of those things. A lot of the CEOs out there that listen to me, a lot of the you know senior vice presidents, most of them or a lot of them came from the recruiting aspect, which was helpful for their career because they got a chance to talk to travelers, which I think is where a lot of them go. It's a fascinating business. If you've never, from from a non-medical traveler standpoint, coming into this business outside of, of being a traveler is really fascinating because the first thing I said when I interviewed, I came home to my brand new wife and I said, and we'd been married for a month or two and I said oh, it's interesting but I don't know it's like substitute teaching for for travelers it was actually for this company it was geared specifically at nurses and I said well there's that there's that crack <laughs> nurses uh, substitute teaching for nurses is what I thought it was and I said oh, I'm not sure I'm not sure I want to do this but it's kind of an interesting concept and I, would, I didn't even know this existed which is a, a really common thing that you guys probably experienced that as well but for me when I talk to people people ask me what I do and I tell them it's it's probably more than 50% of the people are like, oh, I've never, I didn't know that existed. I've never heard of that. So, so wait, these people go and they, they work at hospitals and, and they're not part of that hospital. Most of the general public doesn't have a clue that your world even exists, which is, I guess, very telltale. 
a lot of things I'm going to talk about here. So it's it's really fascinating, and it's also, was, for me, I found it very, very different at the same time. I'd never experienced anything like that once I went to work for this company. It was fascinating to me, and I, and I did get sucked in right away, and I was really enamored with how the whole thing worked, and I'll go into some detail about that in a couple episodes down the road here. What I want to talk a little bit about today is that, like me, most people, this is a very inbred industry. I'll put it that way. If you look at, if you were to take a random sample of 300 companies, 300 travel agencies out there, and you were to figure out how they were created, most of them, the overwhelming majority of them are spin-offs of another company. Sometimes two and three generations down the road. We've seen that, which I'm telling you is this for a reason. What happens is you've got a company that has figured out how to make a lot of money. And this industry has a lot of money around it. I've mentioned this to you guys before. This is a lucrative business because, unfortunately, the way it's set up right now, companies are making 26% and more now with the pandemic. You know, it kind of changed some things of the bill rate of the pie. That's a lot. And it's a lot because all we really do is float payroll and sell you on taking the job that we all have through us. And please don't take it through anybody else. We're going to sell against that because we're way better. I mean, that's that's the whole game. So what I'm getting at is that once people figure out how lucrative and how easy this can be, they say, well, I don't want to make money for somebody else. I want to make money for myself. And so they go off and create their own company. And oftentimes I've seen where they get two or three of them because there's safety in numbers and, and people just are that way. They're scared to do something on their own. We'll go do it together. And maybe I've got somebody who's good at getting hospitals and contracts. And I've got someone that's good at, at you know convincing travelers to go to work for us. And maybe I've got someone who's kind of can put it all together. And we're going to go out and create a new company. And that's exactly what happens. The point I'm making is that now you've got two companies exactly the same. It just happens to be that this new company is making money for different people because that's the way they wanted it. That's the truth. That's how this industry has has exploded. It is, you know, different hubs, and there's a number of them in the country that have now spun off, and there are many different companies that came from them. It'd be really fascinating to be able to look at like a, a family tree, if you will, of travel companies. You would see serious lines. It's very unusual for someone to say, I'm going to get into this because maybe we were doing something else like IT or accounting or legal staffing. That does happen too. But the overwhelming majority of how companies are formed is because people spin off and say, I want to get involved and do this on my own now. Or there's a breakup or there's a split or there's a company that goes out of business or something happens that causes that person to say, we're going to do that. We're going to duplicate this again. And the point I'm kind of making on this is that's what the industry is full of. A bunch of identical companies with slightly different margins, slightly different ways of doing everything. But the whole industry in itself, in its entirety, is is a clone of every other every other company that's out there. We're all clones of each other. It's insane. And you guys have to now figure out, you've, you know where you want to go. There's a job there that you now 200 companies have. And now the real trick for you guys is try to figure out, who am I going to take that job through? And that's what all of us companies are doing is trying to say, take it through us, take it through us, please take it through us. And that's the game. There's a lot of money involved. And the idea I've said before in a lot of these episodes is I want to make as much money off of you, the travelers, I possibly can 
without having it be so much that you decide not to take it through me and you go to take it through some other company. That's really the game, if you really think about it. That's the whole idea. How much money can we make? And that's why things like, I'm gonna be, I've already done an episode on holidays, but I'm going to do an episode on hours 36 to 40. We're going to talk about overtime, pay packages entirely. All of this stuff is all evolving in a bad way for you guys that is purposely planned to have the companies pad more and more of money, I guess money, that bill rate, into their pockets, which means less of it into yours. So for me, I started seeing this trend a, a dozen years ago, and I got disenchanted with this heavily because while I was making personal money and a company that I was running or even owned was making personal money, it didn't feel that good. I know that sounds weird, and maybe that sounds like I'm but that's the truth. There were times when you go, man, I'm good at this, but all I'm doing is, is in our industry, the more money a company makes, the less money the travelers makes. And there was something that didn't sit well with me and always has with that aspect. So as you, many of you guys know, I tried to make some changes in it. So the last company I created, I was really big on low margins. And I know I did because a lot of you that work for me out there can, can testify the fact that we paid more than anybody else did. I really thought that would be a good trend. It didn't work out, and we'll talk about that and, and how all that kind of ended up and some things. But there, there was some idea behind this that wanted to change some things. And so that, that I guess, disenchantment started leading to frustration with me. How do I start to change the general idea? Um, I didn't like a lot of what I saw from some of my counterparts. So I started going on social media, as many of you know, and I'm just kind of getting to where we are here today. I started going on social media, and I started talking about some things that other people weren't talking about, and I made some people upset um, because they were like, why are you doing that? To this day, by the way, I've got people that still <laughs> aren't my biggest fans. That's okay because I'm getting more travelers that are a bigger fan of mine. That, that's totally fine with me. I'm not here to make friends. I have my own unique style of brand, my own unique thing, and it doesn't work for a lot of other companies, but for me, this is what I wanted to do. And I tell you, for me, I feel better. So for the last 10 years, for sure, my goal has been, how do I try to figure out how to still make money as a company, but how do I do that fairly to a traveler? So that was my first step was, got to get out there on social media and start to educate people on the things that they needed to be aware of. I felt that that would mean a more educated traveler, which would then mean if I was doing things right, then people would start to say, I kind of want to go to work for whatever company that is that you're running. And that's that was the general idea. So it was time for me to start doing some things. And that's really what Travel Evolved is all about. As you, I said, I'm not telling you, you know, the company I'm working for, it's not important, but what is important to me is that you guys do start to understand a lot of the aspects of your career, things that you won't be able to necessarily get from your counterparts because unless they've worked for a company and been in a higher position to be able to understand and be privy to some of those numbers and those decisions, they wouldn't even know. So that's what this whole series is all about, is to open your eyes on some things that you should be thinking about. And it doesn't always have to be numbers-wise. It could be like the fact that you could really enjoy yourself on the way to an assignment because people don't want to talk about that. Every social media out there for the most part is, hey, I want to tell you how to work for our company faster and better and why you should choose us. That's smart marketing. I'm not going to knock my competitors for that. That's 
That's what you do. You're, you're doing everything you can to position your company, your brand, to be unique so that more people want to come work for you in that brand. That's what they're doing, and it makes sense. But you'll notice is that if there's a recruiter out there or somebody else, they don't want to talk about the things that make them uncomfortable or the things that might make them be forced to say something that they fear you won't like, if that makes sense. Like how you're going to pay for extra hours. What happens if your contract gets canceled? Are there guaranteed hours? What happens if a facility, you know, fires you and how does that how does that work? Those are the unknowns that most companies don't openly want to talk to you about, especially when it comes to how they handle those tough things. And what's so weird is that this industry is full of nothing but tough things to handle. That's what being a traveler is. You are making hopefully crazy, crazy money in lieu or return. And I guess the, the, the counter to that is that sometimes and oftentimes things don't go the way they are. It really is the opposite. This is not a very perfect business and industry. Therefore, to get people to go to work for us and to do this, we better pay them a lot of money. And that goes right back to the hospitals who are the ones that are, that are driving all the revenue. So hospitals are smart to recognize that. So that's really what it comes down to is that there are going to be a lot of things, a huge number of things that are tough when it comes to conversations that we should all be having about being a traveler. And when I talk to travelers, and I talk to a lot of you out there, it's remarkable how you guys will ask questions and I can always say, no one's told this person the truth because they're scared to. And I'm about ready to tell them the truth. And they're probably going to think I'm a jerk or like, oh, well, I don't want to work for him because I'm being honest. I'm all right with that because at the end of the day, I know I'm going to sleep well at night because I have told people the things that they should be careful of. And I'm not just talking about financial. I'm talking about the industry itself. You know, I've said before it. It may not be for you. Getting out of healthcare might be the right thing for you, but certainly getting out of traveling might be the best thing for you and your mental state. And that's another thing no one wants to do. Don't don't retire. Don't go perm. I just lost another, you know, recruiters. I just lost some more revenue that I counted on every week for my paycheck and my commission because this person either went with another company or got out of travel in general. So the reason I created this whole series is to counter and to start to Again, evolve your travel game so that you guys are a little bit better prepared to understand the things that you need to be aware of, which I think will help you be a travel longer, get more out of it, whether it's just financial or something like we talked about today in this episode, and that is having more fun getting to an assignment. And that's really where, you know, again, I want you to stop, smell the flowers. I want you to enjoy this route you're taking that gets you to an assignment because I honestly think it's incredibly important. Like I said a few minutes ago, if you're if you do this consistently from right now till who knows how long, your enrichment of your career, I believe, is going to be better. And this may seem like a little bit of a silly, not silly, but a less heady uh, episode. However, I'm going to go back and say you'd be surprised how important an episode like this actually might be because. When it all is said and done and you have finished your career as a traveler, I don't want you to go, boy, I really wish I would have checked out more things. I wish I had more stories to tell. All I can tell you is that I got to the assignment. I could tell you about what it was like working at the hospital or being in that town. I don't have a lot of stories about the adventure I had because I didn't take an adventure. I chose just to go and come back or go to another one. And that's where I'm trying to get you guys to start thinking. This could be an incredibly game-changing and life-changing and career-changing episode for you to think about how to make the most out of the journey to an assignment. 
I hope that resonated with you guys today. I really, really do. So as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I enjoyed talking about this today and a lot more about what we're doing and what I'm doing down the road. But I want to start to interfold some of that stuff in. just want to give you a background really on what Travel Evolved was about. And right now, Travel Evolved is strictly about educating you guys. So thanks for bearing with me on that as well. I wanted to add that. And I will do that in some episodes that have a little bit shorter content. There's not as much to talk about, which is what I did today. So I think we're going to have a guest next week like I talked about. So I hope you listen in. And I really do appreciate you guys sharing this with your counterparts, sharing this with people that, that are look like they're struggling could use some help and you might think that what I'm saying might be beneficial to them and I will catch you guys next time on Travel Evolved.